Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, Steeler Nation? I'm JY. This is Mike. And we are excited for a special Thursday. We have a very special guest. Pittsburgh's own FS1 Speak co-host. Joy Taylor. So let's yes, just sir. get straight to it. Sammy, play that thing. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. Harris Smith Shields. Blacko Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. All right. So let's bring her in. Joy Taylor. Woo, let's do it. Black and yellow. <laughs> well, 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 we got to see that because she, she might have to, she, you might have to buy one of those split jerseys, half Dolphin, half Steelers. I think, I think I know. if anyone could get away with that, I think, I think that you're the person to do so. Um, firstly, how are you? Uh, thank you for joining us. We know how busy you are. You're out there killing it. I love everything that you're doing. And I'm not just saying that because you always show us love. You're uh, just your expertise and everything that you do is, is, is amazing. So I just wanted to say that first and foremost. Well, thank you guys for having me. It's always, uh, always my pleasure to support anything going on in Pittsburgh. So thank you. Uh, the show's been going great. I just, just got off set. I'm actually still in my uh, dressing room here. Those are all my clothes. Which way am I going? This way. <laughs> this way. That's all my clothes for the rest of the week. Um, no, it's great to be here. I'm excited for this weekend. Yeah. So, you know, just talk about, you know, you went to Woodland Hills. It's like 10 minutes from my house. Um, you know, you, you did time at the radio show in Miami. Your brother played for the Dolphins. The, you, just tell us about what the Pittsburgh, Miami roots and connection just mean to you. Well, it's interesting now because now I'm on a new show. So mm-hmm. I feel like the, the listeners of The Herd understood it. But now I'm seeing like it pop up on the internet like, oh, I thought she was a Steelers fan. I thought she was from Miami. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. um, no, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, in Turtle Creek, and then in Churchill. I went to Woodland Hills. I played sports at Woodland Hills. My Some of my first memories in life were at the Wolverine in Turtle Creek. And I lived in Pittsburgh for 18 years. And then I went to Miami. I finished school in Miami at Barry University. Um, started my career in Miami in the business. Uh, and also, obviously, my brother, Jason, who is from Pittsburgh, played for the Dolphins for 13 years of his 15-year career in the NFL. And one of my favorite players growing up was Dan Marino, who, of course, is a pit guy. So I have a lot of 
of ties to both of these organizations. And, you know, I think the Miami organization obviously is for a very different reason, very personal mm -hmm. reason. Um, and professionally, obviously covered them as well. But I grew up in Pittsburgh and anyone from Pittsburgh knows. And if you're not from Pittsburgh and you don't know, sort of like a cult. You're just kind of born into it. It's assigned to you to be a Steelers fan. Uh, your level of fanatic is up to you, but you must be a Steelers fan. Except for my mother, who's somehow a Cowboys fan. I can't what? explain it. And how she got away with this her whole life in Pittsburgh, I don't know. But yeah, other than that, other than, than Georgia, you are you got to be a Steelers fan. So, you know, my my style has has always been, or well, for a long time has been, I, I started out the season really excited about the Dolphins. And then about halfway through the year, I realized it's over. And then I just kind of mosey <laughs> on over to the Steelers, who are usually in contention um, or headed to the playoffs. So it's very it's very easy life for me. It's not, it's a little more complicated these days, though. So, so now you know it's, it's Turtle Crick, by the way. Turtle yeah, Crick. You know, you know, Turtle you know Crick. I don't have a Pittsburgh <laughs> accent. Do you say yins? I, I don't say yins. I say y'all. And okay. I... There are some words, though, that I still use that people don't know uh, mm. what I'm talking about, like uh, gum bands yeah, and buggies, uh, pop. And yeah, there's, there's a couple other words that haven't gotten out of my vocabulary yet. But yeah, I don't have a Pittsburgh accent. Yeah. So you, you could say that this game is your favorite game of the year. Obviously, the Dolphins are trending upward. Um, you know, it's just, it's great. You know, Kenny Pickett, there's a lot of excitement in Pittsburgh, even with our record right now and, and never count Mike Tomlin out. Just tell us a little bit about, I, I know you're excited, obviously, but like it, it, this seems like a little bit more special because the Dolphins are actually good too, is coming back like excitement. I'm really excited about both these teams. I, I thought the two would be better this year. Uh, obviously the Dolphins made a lot of moves in the off season including, you know, pivoting to a, an offensive head coach. And I liked Brian Flores, but I do think there were some issues there with him and Tua. When you have a young quarterback, I think you should go all in with them, which is what the Dolphins have done this year. So you obviously saw through the first three games that it paid off. I mean, to me, they were, they were playing like the best team in the league up until Tua's, you know, unfortunate injury. So I'm excited to see him back out there. I know there's been a lot of conversations, at least I've been asked, you know, am I nervous about him going back out there? And I, I, I'm not. Like, Tua is getting the best medical attention that yeah. you could get yeah. as a player in that situation after everything that's happened, which, again, is incredibly unfortunate. But, you know, I think he has probably a different perspective on concussions now and playing through stuff like that. And certainly everyone's going to be paying very, very, very close attention to it. So if he's out there, he's, he's ready to go. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he looks like back out there with the dolphins. And then with the Steelers, you know, I was very excited about Kenny Pickett. I, I was, I, I felt like him going to the Steelers was the best landing spot for him. Very and particularly spot. because, well, yeah, but also nobody could possibly evaluate Kenny Pickett better than the Steelers could. So if the Steelers like him, they clearly see something special in him. And my only, uh, I guess, pushback with how things have been handled is I'm very much of the mentality that if you draft a quarterback in the first round, they should be starting right away with yeah. very few mm -hmm. exceptions, very few exceptions. I, I just, I don't get the value of watching someone with a clipboard. I think there's things you can learn, obviously, from observation. There is value, some value in that, but you're not getting better. You're not getting reps. And from a team perspective, you're, you're losing time evaluating what they could become. 
So if he, if he really is, you know, not great, you find out sooner rather than later. And if he is, yeah. does have potential, find out what you need to be putting around him and what we need to be doing to make what he does better in the NFL. So I, I didn't like the strategy of him not starting over Mitch Trubisky. I thought he had a really nice preseason. Um, and, and I, well, I like Mitch. I was probably higher on the Mitch signing than most people were. Certainly in, in Pittsburgh, it didn't seem like that many people were very high on it. But I thought he was a, a good bridge guy before they took Kenny, obviously. And, you know, I think he's a nice vet to back Kenny up. But I, I think we've seen enough from Mitch Trubisky at this point in his career to know what he is. And I want to see Kenny develop. So I think there's a lot of things to be excited about with both organizations. Go ahead, Mike. No, it's interesting because obviously we're both excited to talk Steelers. You're in a uh, clothing room and I'm at look like I'm at a rave or a disco right now. So uh, it just shows how excited we are to jump on. Something you just said uh, stuck, out to, stuck out to me a little bit. You mentioned, obviously, that you don't like rookie quarterbacks sitting if you're taking them early. I thought immediately of Ryan Fitzpatrick because it's what happened with Tua, and it still kind of feels like uh, the Dolphins are in a bit of an evaluating territory with Tua. So do you think that was a mistake? Oh, yeah. I hated it from the beginning. I, I, there was some talk that Tua wasn't physically ready to play right away, which to me I'm like, okay, then how do you draft him? You know, I mean, that's right. Uh, it's crazy to me. Uh, I don't think that was the case. I think they had Fitzpatrick. He's obviously a very experienced veteran and coaches want to keep their jobs. You know, coaches want to win games and they kind of always put it on the rest of the, the team. Like, well, you know, the, the guys want the best guy out there. Like they do, but this is all also a job. So yeah. they're going to, go with what the coaches and the, and the front office decide to do. It's not going to be like a mutiny here. So when you take a rookie quarterback, you have a period of grace, right? Look, look at what happened with Trevor Lawrence. We all know mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence has the potential to be a great player. We watched him in college, but we're all giving him a pass on what happened last year. Nobody's holding that over his head. And look what's happened now that he's gotten some stability. He's playing better. He's developing. So what I felt like what happened with Tua was there was always like a roadblock to his development. First it was Ryan Fitzpatrick. Then it was the whole conversation with about Deshaun Watson. And they didn't really put yeah. big pieces around him. They, 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 they didn't have a good offensive line. They still have questions with the offensive line. So I think there's a formula for having young quarterbacks and developing them. And I don't know why teams always try to remix it. There's only one Patrick Mahomes. One. One Patrick Mahomes. And, yeah. and that situation with Alex Smith and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Like, that is a unique scenario. Everybody doesn't have that. And you need yeah. to allow guys to learn, but also I think there is value in making mistakes as well. And you can learn from mistakes as much as you learn from success. And I, I think if you put the pressure on them to come in and, you know, be great right away when they've been sitting for a year, I, I, don't, I don't think that works for everybody. Heck, you could even throw Tom Brady into that conversation with the Dolphins rumored yeah. uh, at one point yes, to be wanting yes, him and Sean yes, Payton. It, which is yes, it was. It was I, I, you're, you're, thank you for reminding me. I, I say it so much. Ryan Fitzpatrick it was Deshaun Watson, and then they tried to replace him with, with, Tom, Brady. with Tom Brady. So they tried to replace um, him three times. I mean, what does that, that do for, you know, his confidence, for the momentum yeah. of the team? I just, I don't, I don't like it. All right, talking about his confidence in the momentum of the team, obviously we saw what happened with his concussion. Um, I want to say it was week three. He comes back against the Bengals in week four. To you, 
did it seem like he was rushed? Obviously, you talked about the doctors and their decisions, but was that the right decision for them to bring him back? I I think there were mistakes made the entire time. I didn't think he should have – I did not think he was going back in the game. Like, I thought he was done yeah. for the day. So I was really shocked when he went back in the game at all. But, okay, a decision's made in the moment. The coach is going off of what the doctors say. You know, there's – think footballs are flying, you know, nobody's going to sit down and like make an evaluation sure. when the doctors have said he's good to go. And when Tua's saying he's good to go, everyone's clearing him. Okay. He's back out there. But what was confusing to me was the next few days, like at, at, at what points in the next few days, if there was a mistake, did no one step in? Did Tua not step in? Like did the other doctors, the rest of the team, that to me was where the failure lie was in, in that Monday to Thursday where okay we, we made this mistake obviously in this game but we see the reaction on social media we see everyone talking about this we watched it ourselves maybe we need to look into this a little more and you know in some ways uh we've we've learned you know the the concussions obviously are, are being looked at again as they should because you know we need to protect players as much as possible um, but I think there were some, I think there were a lot of learns from it. I don't like to play armchair, uh, doctor, you know, I'm not a medical doctor. Most of us aren't. And even if we are doctors, we're not to his doctor. We did not evaluate yeah. him, you know, so we can all say what we see and clearly we were right, but I don't think we should get too high on ourselves for being able to, you know, be right about that. I just hope that moving forward, we make, you know, lasting changes to it so that we protect players and, and of course, protect them from themselves because these guys want to play. They want to be out there. And, you know, we have to make sure that we're, we're doing the right thing. Or another good time for you to ask her the big question. Yeah, so obviously we have to ask Joy Taylor. We need your prediction for the Dolphins-Steamer game. Prime time this is. Sunday. Drum roll, please. Well, I mean, the Steelers are pretty banged up still No. To a degree, they're getting yeah. I mean, Mitch, uh, Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett are probably the biggest question marks. Kenny looks like he's going to start, but defense is getting a little healthier. Minka should be back. Okay. Practice squad guys, they came up, they showed up against Tom Brady. <laughs> no, listen, that was an incredible win. Uh, it it might be, it might end up being the biggest uh, underdog win of the season at the end of the yeah. year. And Thank you, definitely. Really, I, I've been telling everyone. Everyone's like, it's one game. I'm like, it's one game that we needed. You needed it, and. I think it was a, a, a good reminder to everyone that Mike Tomlin is still that dude. Mm-hmm. And he's done this before. He's done it before. That's why the AFC North is a very scary place right now. Um, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I I do want to see how Tua looks. But, I mean, I, if Tua's coming back as what he was, you know, when he – when he went out, they were, you know, at the top of the, up, up, up the top of the league, not just yeah. the division. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. Don't don't be mad at me, Pittsburgh. <laughs> we got to If anyone can get stuff. away with it, you can. We're changing it. <laughs> Welcome to Miami is the is the song we're we're <laughs> introing, and you gotta you guys gotta edit that in the beginning. Anello and Sammy back there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we really appreciate you coming on here. So w- before we get you out of here, we just need like a final score prediction. That's that's it. Oh, final score. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I'll, I'll go, I'll go 20, 23, 17, 
Miami. Okay. Right. Sorry, yeah. Turtle Crick. Sorry, Turtle Crick. All right, we are talking with Joy Taylor. Thanks again for joining the Steelers Crazy Podcast. You can check her out, the co-host of FS1 Speak. She is awesome. She is Pittsburgh. She's Miami. She's everything. Thank you again. And uh, we look forward to watching you on TV and just keep doing what you're doing. Thank you for your time. Thank you, guys. I always appreciate your support. Enjoy the games this weekend. Don't be mad at me. It's all right. No, you're good. You're good. Peace. Thank you so much. See ya. Yeah, man. Just uh, we had to get the we had to get the score score in there. Um, hey, her show is called Speak, and and she does it well. No question about yeah. it. She, uh, you know, certainly a prediction that might change mine. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I just I, the Steelers in prime time. I don't care if if they have one win going into it. I I just would never bet against the Steelers in prime time. I don't know if it's whatever Mike Tomlin Tomlin puts in his coffee in the morning during primetime games. Some strong coffee. It's lasting all day until the night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're tuning into the Steelers crazy podcast. I'm JY. This is Mike. So make sure that you subscribe. We're going to be doing this uh, Tuesdays. We have the Chris Wormley and French show. Uh, just had the milkman, Isaiah Loudermilk, who's playing a, a pivotal part, moving forward on his defensive line. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're here. So just make sure you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And we're going to be bringing you the best guest. Uh, thank you to Sammy for holding it down at the Sick Podcast. We're happy to be a part of it. And uh, my prediction is that the Steelers are going to go into Miami, and Kenny Pickett is going to have the best game of his career and get his. I guess I guess he got the win last week, but I'm, I'm talking a full game win, four quarters overtime if we need it. And uh, I, I go. I think it's going to be 24-17 Steelers. 24-23 Steelers. This is my protein shake, so we'll cheers to that. Any any last words? You got a prediction before we get out of here? I'm, I'm going with that. I'm going with the Steelers victory. I'll be there. I'm excited. Uh, I'm yeah, you're even, literally going to be there. I may even just run don't, across don't the field. Across the field. I, I was, we were just thinking the same thing. You might see me on the TV. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate everyone tuning in. As always, I'm JY. This is Michael Nicastro. You can follow him at Miked Up Sports. Check the little ticker down there and make sure you give us a follow. Thank you again to our guest, FS1 Speak, Joy Taylor. She is awesome. Sammy Anello, play that thing, and we'll see you next week when the Steelers beat the Miami Dolphins. Sorry, Joy. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.